Welcome to the Grub Club Podcast. That'd be G-H-R-U-B. Grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter. How you doing, Randy? I'm great. How are you, Bob the Beer Guy? I'm doing fine, wine guy. What's going on tonight? Hey, you know, last week you got me really good. Yeah, it was a the, good... Uh, with the three. Yeah, it was a good, real good podcast. Yeah. You, uh, you were able to pick the three uh, much better than I thought you would. Uh, actually, I th- thought you rated them a little high, but uh, I think because we uh, had a few beforehand. That's okay, because this week we're uh, we're doing port, port, right? My, yeah, my least favorite, right? Absolutely, that's why we're doing it. I figured I'd pay you back. <laughs> well, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. No problem. That. So uh, we did this. This is a 2010. Hold on, you're going right into the thing. Oh, we sorry. got some introductions to do. Uh, we got we still got the five of us here, not just Bob and Randy show. Do we know what grub stands for? We do. Grapes, hops, raw and edited banter. And who is that? That would be Matt, the mailman. And. Just John, and I love port. Oh, awesome. And Brendan, the board man. And he likes starboard. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a jocular mood this evening, so we're going to have a really good time with this port tasting. So go on, Randy. Let's, uh, well, let's, before, first, let's uh, tell everybody where we can find each other. Sure, we can uh, find each other on Facebook. At uh, at Grub Club, or you can find or you can find us on uh, on Twitter at at Grub Club. So if you tweet someone at, at Grub, at sorry at Grub, or you can reach Randy at uh, Randy at Grub dot com, or uh, or really anything at Grub dot com, it will find its way to Matt the Mailman. That's awesome. So I just have a you know kind of a question. If you if you tweet. It's Someone either a question or kind of a question. Well, it's kind of a question. I, I'm not sure. It's just it's kind of a grammar question. If you mm. tweet someone and then it's passed, is it a twat? No, Bob. That would be a tweet. Okay. Thanks for correcting me. This is a 2010 port that we made from our fresh crust fish there. Oh, you actually did it from from the the crush and not a kit. Correct. So this is uh, this is our fresh crush. We did uh, 2,800 pounds of cab sab this year, and what I decided to do. With a couple hundred pounds of the grapes, was uh, was make a port, give it a try, see what we could do. I didn't give it the uh, the usual twelve years that a port requires. But, Obviously, uh, if you just did it last year, and right? we're, we're drinking it. <laughs> right, this isn't twenty year old tawny port. It's a pretty fresh port. Um, so full cab sav grapes, hundred percent full cab sav. And what kind of brandy? Uh, it was. Uh, that would be Christian Brothers brandy. <laughs> Matt is one of our liquor guys as well as our male guy. So, <laughs> Hey, Bob, why don't you give, give us the history of port? I can do so here. Let me see here. <clears throat> Good, because I can. <laughs> right. Port wine is also known as vino de Porto, and often simply as port. Is a Portuguese fortified wine. Fortified with what, Matt? Um, that would be brandy. Correct. Produced exclusively in the Douro Valley in the northern provinces of Portugal. I guess it's not exclusive anymore because we've now produced it here in Virginia. When when Michelle, the wine wench, was here, we we actually did uh, Portuguese wine and we talked about the Altano Valley. You can find that in podcast number. It's eight, probably eight, eight or eight or nine, right? <coughs> yep. I think I listened to it the other night. So it's typically a sweet red wine, often served as a dessert wine, and comes in dry, semi-dry, and white varieties. Fortified wines in the style of port are also produced outside of Portugal, most notably in Australia, South Africa, Canada, India, Argentina, and here in the United States. And right here in uh, Virginia. Under European Union protected design or designation of origin guidelines, only the product from Portugal may be labeled as port or porto. Elsewhere, the situation... 
the situation is more complicated. Wines labeled port may come from anywhere in the world, while, name, while the names of Dao, Oporto, Porto, Vino de Porto have been recognized as foreign, non-generic names for wines originating in Portugal. So the bottom line behind that is any, the European Union uh, protected designation of origin only recognizes ports from Portugal. All the others are imitations, per se. So uh, let's talk about the grapes a little bit. The port is produced from grapes grown and processed in the demarcated Douro region. The wine is produced and then fortified <clears throat> by the additional addition of neutral grape spirit known as aguardente, otherwise known as brandy. Uh, it leaves additional res uh, residual sugars in the wine and boosts the alcohol content. The fortification spirit is sometimes referred to as brandy, like we said, but it bears little resemblance to commercial brandies. Then uh, this is the original aguardente that is uh, from Portugal. So there's a whole bunch of other history and dates and things like that, but <clears throat> it's all kind of non-relevant when you uh, start drinking grape juice fortified with brandy. So I'm not sure I would call it grape juice. You know, we, we, we spent the time to make the Cab Sav grapes and, uh, and went through the whole process. Um, th this port isn't bad. It's, it's not bad. I think the color is a little off, um, which I mentioned earlier. As soon as we bottled it, I said we should have probably left it on the grape skins a little <coughs> bit longer. I'm actually pretty impressed with the port based on flavor, but, uh, but color-wise, it leaves something to be desired. However, based on the fact that we left it in, uh, in the bucket for two weeks or, yeah, maybe two weeks and then pressed with, uh, with the Cab Sav grapes, I'm, uh, I'm impressed with the flavor. I'm impressed with the style. It, uh, it lacks color and it lacks a little bit of thickness, but it, it definitely is good, enjoyable. Everybody seems to like it. And uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of this. You know, we did six gallons this year. <coughs> I'm proud of what we did. Everybody got a few bottles. It was a good experiment to see to see what we could do, and uh, next year I anticipate doing better, both increasing our production to 24 gallons for the group, and uh, leaving it on the grape skins for a little bit longer to get that uh, that better flavor. Sure, sure. Uh, you know when they fortify it with brandy, uh, they end up having a, uh, this wine port usually has a, a 19 to 20 percent alcohol. So I would definitely rate this as 19 to 20% based on what I know. I actually have the numbers. If anybody's interested, you can uh, email me at randy.grub.com, and I'll walk you through kind of the numbers that we did have based on, uh, based on the six gallons that we did do. Did you take readings? We did take readings. Uh, every, every day it was read, or every other day we took readings. Um, Sal, our, uh, our wine master up here in um, Standardsville, did a great job for us. He, he has a... A wine facility that he that he manages for himself. He grows maybe a half to a maybe a quarter to a half acre of grapes for himself, and uh, he allows us to process all our grapes at at his house. Um, great guy, loves Sal to death. Sal's a, Sal's an Italian guy, you know, wants to get back to his roots and grow grow grapes and make wine just like his grandpa. Awesome. Awesome. So this was a good experiment for him too. He he actually enjoys the port very much. Um, we had a leaky bucket on on the port, so we lost a, a half gallon or so. But uh, I'm actually more proud of this port than I am of all of the other wines that we've ever produced. Really? Yeah. And why is that? I because mean, because it's different. 
Because it's different? Because it's different, and it was engaging, and everybody loved it. I mean, everybody had a great time. Um, everybody was excited about it. Uh, every time we went to taste it in Sal's garage, whether it was, you know, freezing cold in the middle of January or, uh, or warm right after, right in November, it was uh, a great experience. Everybody was excited about it. Everybody got a couple bottles, and we all did it together. Didn't know if it was going to turn out or not. It was an experiment with six gallons, and, and I think we produced something that was quaffable. Quaffable. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know I'm not a big port fan, so I'm going to try it and figure out how to, how to enjoy it myself because I'm, I'm just not a liquor guy, and the first thing I do when I bring it up, and, you know, it's got a great color, first of all, but um, I, would, I would say that, you know, that when I bring it up to my nose, it, it really turns me off just because of the staunch brandy uh, uh, head that it has on the nose. So she definitely has great legs. I mean, look at the legs. They're thick. They're, they're there. They're coating. Uh, I mean, this wine is, is thick in alcohol, obviously from the brandy. Oh, yeah. But definitely some from the wine. Um, mm -hmm. I love watching the legs fall on the glass and dropping back into the, to, to the, to the wine. Um, I, I think that's enjoyable. Um, so in six gallons of, brand, uh, six gallons of wine... How many gallons of wine and how many gallons of brandy? So it was uh, six gallons of wine and three, three liters. liters. It was three liters of brandy. Okay. Um, Just to give our listeners a, a kind of sense for how you blended it. So it's good. I mean, it's, it's good for what we did, but we can do better next year, which is what I, I say every time we do this, right? Absolutely. That, that next year we will do better than we did last year. Winemakers don't make great wine the first time around. Right. We are certainly examples of that. Right, which goes back to our last podcast in China, right? So, you know, you don't make great wine the first time. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would put this on a grub scale right now based on the fact that I made some mistakes, some, some beginner errors. Well, maybe it needs aging, too. I mean, porch usually needs some aging, right? So they age 12 to 20 years, um, but you can't get the color back. So color doesn't change over time, only taste changes over time. And, and we'll never get that deep, dark, ruby flavor like we have based on this, this Courage Port from uh, Norton Vineyards in Virginia that we're comparing it to tonight. Um, I, I just don't think we're there yet. I think we'll do better next Norton year. Norton or Horton Vineyards? Uh, Norton or Horton. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Horton Vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. He's already had a couple glasses of port this evening. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to have it after dinner here and, and really... Really uh, see what it takes here. What would you do? You actually, uh, and again, I'm not a port guy at all. So, do you have this with dessert after dessert? I know I I certainly could think after smelling it that I wouldn't mind it. Uh, you know, later on in the evening with a cigar outside or something. So definitely, ports uh, ports a dessert wine. It's uh, it's definitely one of the last drinks of the evening. Um, after you're kind of done, there's a really good reason for that. So your palate's shot by so the time you can you pass the out with the alcohol content <laughs> <laughs> to sleep. Why not? <laughs> so your palate's shot by the time you get to the to the end of the evening, right? Like think about uh, think about a five or six course meal starting off with you know some sweet aperitif wine moving into you start with a champagne and then you go to a light white. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, moving you, into you know, a whole thick, tasting heavy type reds. of thing for your dinner. Yeah, when you move into you know cab sav to move into your steak or final meal, or you move into something hearty. Right, what you need is something that really overwhelms the palate, which is what this does. You know, it provides that, you know, pizzazz at the last end of your meal. It gives you that kaboom, 
right? That says, wow, my palate's awake, even though your palate's been decimated by having, you know, four or five different kinds of wine. Right? Well, I'm sure it aids in your digestion, too. I yeah. mean, that's what a lot of the culture started the heavier wines with at the end. I'm not sure about digestion, but I know it goes kaboom. And when you drink it, you get kaboom, right? Your palate gets overloaded, and there's nothing else you can drink after this that's going to make up for that. Well, right? I'll try, you, though. Okay. <laughs> You'll always try, Bob. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let, as, as, a, as a, you know, a total novice on ports, because I just never let, let me uh, let me do the whole sure, give it a sniffy lick, sniff. taste, and smell thing. Sniffy sniff. Sniffy sniff. Give it a sniffy sniff. That brandy's overpowering yeah, for me. Yeah, totally. I'm just not a, yep. I'm not a liquor guy. You know, I don't like too many liquors. Itself. No, but can you get behind that? beer guy. But can you get I, behind that and smell the grape? Like I said, I can I can smell the grape behind it. And and certainly has good color and legs, like you said. And I could act, you know, it's and I, and I don't smoke much. I, I like a good cigar once in a while, and I really... Could see, you know, hopping out on a cool evening with a cigar with this and taking your time and dipping your cigar in it, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. And stuff. I mean, think so about sitting at Dave's that's house. That's all I can think of, yeah. You know, sitting by his fireplace, drinking a glass of port, exactly. having a cigar, you know, watching the fire build, Even right? in January like, when it's snowing out, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, I can right? see that and, you know, having, you know, a couple glasses of this port right. while you're just sitting there reading a book or just watching the stars at night in a, in a cold evening or something, I can right. see that. And right. this, this would certainly warm you up because just smelling it is, uh, you know, yeah. got to my toes. Matt? Well, one of the other things that it does for you, too, is it's very soothing as it goes down. And, and interestingly enough, my wife, uh, when, when she has a, a bit of a real sore throat, there's nothing she prefers more than having some port because not only does it soothe going down, but it just makes you warm from the inside out. So, Wow. Nice wife. <laughs> and actually, it's interesting because I know we talked about this port was made with Cab Sav. One of the other ports that she really likes from Horton is actually their pear port, which uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting taste. Made it's from parrots? Ma- no, pear. 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 You said parrot port. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> They're brave. <laughs> but a pear port, which again, it has a different taste, but it's, it's a little bit more tart because of the... Uh, the fruit itself, but again, it's the I same, might, same fortified, and it, it's uh, you know. I might like to try that some some other podcast or something. That would be that would be fun. Give right, it a I'm taste, Bob. It. I think you'll like it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got it's got flavor. I mean, it's you know it it's uh, coming up right behind my eyeballs. Um, it certainly has great aftertaste. Actually, the aftertaste is better than the actual taste. I think. You know the the lingering warmth, the the soothing. Um, it, it, it's almost like my tongue can actually separate the wine versus the brandy, and um, I, I can see the smoothness of both uh, in different. It, it's quite in quite a. I mean, I haven't had a port in years. I mean, this is the first port I've had in years, um, and it's it's quite good. Now that's uh, pretty amazing. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked that I uh, even like it. I was thinking that I was going to have to go, you know, I don't like it and won't finish this glass, but I, I probably will sip on this for a little while this evening, or at least the next five minutes. Uh, so, no, so that's, that's see- pretty amazing. And, you know, uh, I thought because of the brandy, like, you know, taking a shot of whiskey or something in my younger days, you, you could actually feel the burning in your stomach, but you don't. It's just very, very soothing and smooth. 
you have you've you've convinced me that I have to try some more. So now you can understand when you have a sore throat why it'd be a good idea to drink. Oh, I'll have this every time I'm having a sore throat. Yeah. I might even have you know <coughs> one tonight, <laughs> maybe one tomorrow night. <coughs> but no, that's the, I I'm really shocked. I know I know you guys can see it in my faces and the and our fans and listening can't really see it, but I'm I'm pretty shocked that uh, this is a I'm I'm almost speechless, which is unusual for me. Very unusual for you. <laughs> it's My good stuff. Sip. You know what? I mean, it's, that's uh, a, very good. it's amazing for 2010 what yes. we've been able to produce. I'm trying to find the right words, but I actually think I can taste the youngness of it. So I, I think I'd like to get an older one sometime and, and, and try it. Oh, look at that. He happens to have one right in front of me. <laughs> and see, you can see the wow. color difference well, in that. Can you take a picture oh, of that? Look at the color yeah. difference. Brendan, and, and just yeah, kind of show him. Put it here in front of But it's amazing Brendan. the color difference that happens when you, uh, when you leave it on I'll be the... pointing to the new one, the 2010 that uh, Randy and company made. Uh, thank you, Brendan. And we'll post that on our um, website, <coughs> grub.com. And maybe we'll, we'll twat it, tweet it, I mean. Hold on. Or you can reach us on uh, Facebook at Grub Club, or you can tweet us at uh, at Grub on uh, on Twitter. So this is Brendan, the board man. While Bob is tasting the other, actually the age port, I, I just wanted to, to chime in here. I, I'm I'm again, I'm I'm a, I'm a novice to all this, but um, you know, Randy threw out this 2010 port. Um, I was one of the lucky people that actually got a share and I have three bottles of this at my house so I'm actually getting a pre-tasting which is very nice keep it wait did I you am got, I supposed to have gotten you, you, got, you got two. two I gave you two I got three you got two well we're going to your house next. if I gave <laughs> you three if, yeah. I, if you got three I gave you one of mine but that's oh, okay we're good. well maybe I have three <laughs> anyway I'm tasting my first one tonight um, I'm only going to have one, and the other one's going to wait about 10 years because I am, I, 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 like Randy said, the only thing that will never change is the color of this, but the taste is absolutely amazing. And I, I, and I just hope we can produce about six of these per person next year for our, for, you know, for our other shares because this, I mean, this is what I want to have after an incredible meal. You know, again, it's a deck wine, but it's a cold deck wine. This is not a summer sitting in the sun. This is when you're cold, having a nice cigar, just out there enjoying a wonderful bottle of port. I mean, this is, I mean, Randy, you are, you hit it on the head. I haven't, I've tasted most of the wines you've made, but if you're saying that this is the one of the things you're most proud of, I, I understand why, because this is, I mean, uh, it is, it, it, you can totally separate it on your tongue as soon as you taste it. You can feel the grapes, you can feel the brandy, but they mix together so well, um, and it's um, it, it's awesome. Uh, that's all I can say. Thank you. That's awesome. So, I'm I'm curious, and and I don't, uh, you know, sometimes we we've sat around and we talk about price of bottles and things like that. Um, you brought the Horton one here that I've tasted. Uh, frankly, I don't like it as much as as the one you made. Wow. Um, so I would say that, you know, the one that's from Horton, let me taste it one more time because I have to have a good taste test. Is this Horton stuff, Matt? Yeah. I, I that's don't think. Remarkable, you know? So I don't think it's as smooth no, as the one as the, the, the one you made or all you made with the crush. Uh, I think it, it's a little um, more dry and choppy. It's not as, and I, 
maybe I need to learn the port words for describing what a port's supposed to taste like so I can actually give you a good comparison, but it, it's just not as smooth, and that is just, you know, the way I could describe it. So one of the things I really like about the Horton Vineyards Courage Virginia port wine is that it's thick, right? Like, so ours is quite thin. Is that age? Um, it's not age. It has to do with leaving it on the grape skins for longer. And I think had we left it on the grape skins for several more months, I think we would have ended up with a much better product. However, like I said, I am most proud of this. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, we so sat down and I treated six gallons of wine no differently than I treated 240 gallons of wine. And I babied it and I watched it and I got all the readings and we were making decisions while I was, while I was on a business trip, right? But I am most proud of this because of the... Because of the people that said, this is good, right? And whether it's good or not doesn't matter. Right. The people who sat down to drink it said, this, this is, is outstanding. It is outstanding. Right? And, and we haven't got there with each bottle of wine yet and each vintage yet, which is where I want to get to, right? I want to sit down and drink the Cab Sav and go, this is amazing, right? Or I want to sit down with the Merlot from 2009 and go, this is incredible, right? right. right? Or the 2010, you know, Cab Franc and, and Cab Sav. I want to sit down and go, this is incredible. What did the, Because what? that's not worth $5 a bottle. That's not worth $10 a bottle, right? That's worth a conversation at a table with people who love wine, and that's what it's all about. So, and I agree with it. So I, I just want to know, what did the Horton bottle cost? I think it was. I think uh, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, twenty-five to thirty dollars. Okay, so you know, if that's twenty-five or thirty, then you know this wine is comparable easily, easily. if not to me, to me as a you know a total beginner novice at the at, at ports, you know, it, it more more expensive than that. And I would bet that uh, you know in in five years and in ten years, this is going to be a remarkable, remarkable bottle of wine. And I really hope you keep some around. And uh, yeah, I mean that's the hard part with making right. your own. That's right? the hard part with making yeah, you your got, own is making you got it two last, or right? you got two or three bottles that you really know is right. good right now as a young wine. Right. And you could easily go, oh, next weekend I got a couple of people coming over, and we're gonna have a dessert and cigar on the porch. Oh, and then the next weekend I got other people coming over that I really like to show this with, and they like ports. And the bottom line is, you'd be out of a wine. Yeah, this uh, is the painful quickly. process of home winemaking, right? Once you run out, it's all gone. You can't run to the next food line. You can't run to the next giant. Right. When you're done, Here's teeter, it's over. Wine warehouse, right? nothing. Yeah. And, and so. every bottle is a personal expression of kind of your efforts into making wine, which is why, you know, it's hard to put value on it. It's hard to say, you know, this $5 bottle of wine is a $5 bottle of wine, right? Not, not like the Chinese wine for $2.67, I mean. right? It's, I put love into it. I cared for it. I treated it right. I had it at the right temperature. There's something about that experience that says, to me, drinking wine is not about drinking wine. It's about the love of drinking wine. So I haven't, I haven't said this about any of our wines that we've made in the past. And again, I'm just a beginner at this port thing. This one's priceless. Ah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't say that much. Right. Well, we haven't heard... We haven't heard from John, just John yet. Now, what do you what do you think, just John? Well, you've all summed it up pretty well. Uh, I'm sitting here listening to everybody, and I, I agree with everyone on a lot of comments you've said. Randy, uh, I love the Cap Sav we put together, but this is amazing, uh, very drinkable. But uh, I heard something that you said, 
vibe, and that was a love to just sit back and sip this. And, and that's what I think of when I think of having uh, maybe not on the deck, but just watching a movie or something. And after dinner with a little bit of chocolate, not much, a little bit of chocolate with this would be nice. And very much uh, priceless in the sense of uh, all the effort and uh, care that we put into this. So love it. Have two bottles myself. If uh, if somebody got three, then we got something to talk about here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just John is our bookkeeper for Grubhub. Right. So he knows what everyone got. So if somebody got three, right. somebody's in trouble. Right. All right. We're pay. So 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 my rating is certainly a five on this. Yeah, it's surprising. It's a Grub I mean, Club it's, five. It's the first yeah. five ever. It's the first, so first five, five ever. ever I mean, but. Uh, uh, see, so I'm pretty critical of my own stuff, right? I mean, I like it. It's good. It's a four. I should have done better on color, and I should have known that we needed to extract more from the grapes to be able to get that thickness. I I give it a three or a four. I'm not going to go halves because I don't do halves. But uh, I, I, I love this wine, and I am most proud of it. When I when I come over for for dinner, I will certainly expect a bottle of this out for after dinner yeah and there's i mean <laughs> i'm telling you people have been clamoring for this stuff like um the other day mike he's part of our group he came over and uh and he demanded that i give him him his two bottles immediately because he was concerned that they were sitting in my car in the afternoon and that I, was, <laughs> I was gonna go out to my car and drink them <laughs> and how many were left <laughs> one and three quarters <laughs> I'll give you your wine if we can crack one open now. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, you're probably right with the four. I, I would go with five because I, you know, I want to, I want to tend to overrate it just because it's probably the best wine we've made. Yeah, it's something I'm passionate and about, right? I, like, I, I mean, can't I'm say that. Passionate about this, this port. I am passionate. about. I, I would about. say the only other wine that I've rated at a four or five and it only made it four was the Amarone we made. Oh and, yeah. And so. You know, and, and as that's a deep, dark, red wine, peppery, et cetera, that's the only other one that, that's uh, made it to that level. Uh, everything else has been daily drinkers. But this could be a daily drinker if you had enough of it. So you walked into this not knowing much about ports. Nothing. You know, not really. I mean, the only attitude I got from you was, you know, I hate port. I hate this. Why are you doing this stupid thing? Right? So when you sit down you and compare. Yeah. When you sit down and compare this to the ice wine. Right when we do the ice wine, the next show, right next week, we'll be able to sit down and kind of <laughs> go. You know, the difference between between port and ice wine, you know, is a football field, right? I mean, it's just totally different. And I want you to experience kind of the difference between port that's portified and ice wine that's just maximized for alcohol content. Portified or fortified? Yeah. <laughs> portified. <laughs> we, we just made a new word. <laughs> I think I think I think Randy is portified. Yeah. I I think we just came with the name of the podcast. Portified. Clearly I'm a little inebriated. <laughs> However, it doesn't change my opinion of the wine. My inebriation doesn't lead me to change my opinion. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No, I like I said, I really, really like it. You have totally changed my opinion this evening, which uh, doesn't happen much. I'm pretty opinionated, so. <laughs> A pretty opinionated. <laughs> You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right. I guess it's time for a mail call. Matt, the mailman. What do we got this evening? Well, actually, tonight we have uh, a letter from Robin from Stamfordville. 
And uh, she's written in to us, and she's, uh, she says, um, how do winemakers make some of these flavored wines? I was in the store the other day, and I saw a bottle of chocolate wine for sale. How do they do that? So Robin wants to know about chocolate wine. Well, I'm sitting here looking at the, the bottle that you've got in front of you with the uh, Rocco Exco red wine with chocolate essence from uh, Horton Vineyards in Virginia, and it's a chocolate wine. Um, I'm going to just describe it here for you. Uh, they say it's like licking a raspberry Tootsie Roll pop. Uh, it's been just released in July of 2009, and this, ro- this wine has rocketed the top as a favorite in the tasting room there. Um, you say you can find it in a store near you. Of course, we see the bottles. Um, it's a blend of grapes, uh, Torriga Nacional, 88%. 8% Syrah, 4% Norton. And what it has in it to make the chocolate flavor, anybody guesses? Cocoa. Guesses? Cocoa, sorry. Guesses, guesses. Someone had the guess right before when we were at break. Uh, and it's actually a very small percentage of dark chocolate essence. So that, there you go, Robin. You, you make a chocolate-flavored wine with dark chocolate essence. i got to tell you, Robin, i got to provide you commentary. I'm not sure wine is made from grapes. Right, wine not is not sure made, wine from, from made from. No, no. I mean, I'm not sure that I I would trust chocolate wine. I haven't tasted it. I'm I'm not really into it. I can't imagine drinking chocolate wine. It just doesn't do anything for me. Right. It goes back to kind of you know Chinese grape growers. Right. Like there's something about wine that has to be that has to be about wine Look, and Randy, about the old world. Right. Let's right. Be, like wine's the honest. old world stuff. Let's be honest. Right. They made this wine for chicks on Valentine's I, Day. I got it, right? Why, <laughs> why can't they drink pina coladas or, or no, you know, can't. Manhattans? But February oh, 14th. Sorry, not Manhattans. <laughs> February 14th, cold. What's wrong so. with Manhattans? <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I just don't. I, I'm not sure that I'm convinced that uh, that chocolate wine is the wave of the future. Yeah, well, I think we've we've made some other wines in the past that uh, you could also say aren't wines, which are you know raspberry white Zinfandel and sure. you know some of the fruity yeah. what we call deck wines. Right, not wine. Are, they're not wine. They're, Different. They're deck wines yeah. or uh, you know wine coolers yeah. or things Cab like that. Cab Sav, right? You know, made in the 16th century wine. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, and everybody has different flavor. Uh, again, is that wine? Is it not wine? Is it just a foo-foo thing that people have? Is it just a niche type of thing? Yeah, Robin, Some people I would like suggest it. you start with, like, white Zinfandel, not chocolate wine. Yeah, from a box. Hey. <laughs> See our last podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up. We've done the mail. We've done everything. Brandon, uh, you kind of keep us on track. Anything else? Nope. What's hey, our? Uh, you want to tweet us at? No, we need to give something away. Oh. We'll give away this bottle of port. We'll mail it to you next week if you're. Uh, it's the empty bottle, ladies and gentlemen. It's the empty <laughs> bottle of port. You might be able to get some if you uh, if you mix it with water. So the only other thing I've got to say on this, and in, and in, in defense of Brendan, is that uh, your presentation of the bottle was pretty crappy. You what? got it. In a, you got it. In a, you got it in a. Chocolate bottle. <laughs> You're putting down chocolate wine, and you put your port in a chocolate bottle. Brendan, you are vindicated. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, what do you got to say to that? It's pretty crappy. 
presentation, Randy, for such a great wine. But the glass was such a deal. So the glass was free. You could have cleaned it. But more importantly, uh, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Yeah, good. Done. <laughs> so I'd like to thank Janet for uh, providing the glass and, uh, and the bottle that we bottled the port in, as well as Dave for uh, providing the space to bottle it in. Um, it was a great year, great vintage. I'm sure we'll talk about it again in, in podcasts to come. You can visit us on Facebook at uh, at Facebook. <laughs> at Grub Club at Grub Club, or you can visit us on uh, Twitter at uh, at Grub, or you can write me an email at Randy at grub.com, and I'll be happy to respond to all your emails. As you can tell, we get a lot of emails at the show, so we're not able to read them all. But we're definitely able to read the ones from all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> that would be G H R U B grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter. And Have I think we're I think we're out for tonight. Have a great night, Bob. Good night. <laughs>